0: They all need to cut cut the the crap. crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton-Pulitzer.
1: Hey there, folks. Welcome to Cut the Crap. C-R-A-P, I know a weird name for a program, but it stands for Culture, Race, and American Politics, because when you mix culture, race, and American Politics, everything seems to go to hell in a handbasket. Today, we're going to talk about lies, lawyers, and Trump derangement. You have heard, we've been talking about, i shared with you, that of course, President Donald J. Trump has been... Indicted once again. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into it. I've narrated for you these various indictments. And I want you to understand both what's coming, but I also want you to understand, you know, I've said it before. And I will say it again. 2020, the mess that happened in 2020 was one of the best gifts that humankind, certainly Americans, some of the best gifts that Americans could ever be given. It was the wake-up call that an apathetic nation needed to get involved, to understand what's going on, and now our nation, our people, our citizens, our voters, know now more than ever about, well, how bad our government is, and, well, that we're the cure. You're finding out. You know more about elections than you've ever known. So today we're going to dive into what are lies. We're going to hear from the lawyers. And you're going to understand how this Trump derangement fits into this whole process. Here's kind of a real short take on, well, what these guys did.
2: I mean, I didn't realize that objecting to elections was a felony in the United States of America. At least it wasn't in 1968, 2000, 2004 and 2016 when Democrats objected to or Republic. Stacey Abrams or Stacey Abrams. I mean, it's just unreal what Merrick Garland and Jack Smith are doing here. They're leading America to a very, very dangerous place
1: on Laura Ingersoll. You heard that the Article three project speaking that. Well, you can say the election didn't go the way you wanted. You can say this is not right, this is not authentic. You actually, well, you have a right and a duty to the nation to go over that. Now, there are legit reasons to worry. I'll give you an example. The judge that is going to hear this, aside from being an Obama donor, (laughs) this judge, actually worked at the exact same law office as Hunter Biden. Yep. Uh, Tanya S. Uh, Chutkan, I think is how you say it, C-H-A-T-K-U-N, Chutkan, right? She has a very long history of ruling against conservatives, which seems like she does it because they are Conservatives, and this is the very judge, the very judge, and the only federal judge in Washington, D.C., that when January 6th defendants come up against her, she gives them all a longer sentence than even the government had requested. I want you to think about that for a moment. That is the judge that is supposed to hear this case. But it's also part of the fear tactic that's going on. They have nothing. Many scholars know. Here's Alan Dershowitz. I read the indictment very carefully. There is no smoking gun. There is no one who is credibly
3: prepared to testify, that Donald Trump said to him, I know personally, I lost the election. There's a lot of evidence that people told him he lost the election, but you know Donald Trump, and you know that he's gonna make up his own mind. And they're gonna have a very hard time proving that. Now it's the District of Columbia, 90 some odd percent of the jury pool will have voted against them. So they may actually get a conviction from a DC jury, but will it survive? Appellate review and review to the Supreme Court. I do not think so.
1: Okay, so there's your double whammy. That's probably a triple whammy. The system, the deep states against Donald J. Trump. This judge that's going to hear it is absolutely on a crusade to crucify conservatives. And they specifically have this being held in Washington, D.C. Var Dershowitz right, 90% of the people that are in any jury pool are gonna be Trump haters. And they're gonna have to overcome their disdain and hate for Trump and hopefully do the right thing. But here's what's going on. This indictment, which you can get my narration today, by the way, it'll pop out today on this new indictment on my locals. Part of this is saying, that hey, he didn't have the right, Trump didn't have the right, to challenge this. (laughs) Um, And this jackass Smith, that's the prosecutor, said that the vice president, the vice president only has a ceremonial role uh, and for the electors. It's just a ceremonial role. In fact, you recently heard Mike Pence who, by the way, is probably not going to be able to do the, bait, the debate because he doesn't have enough donors. Wow. Anyway, uh, you heard Mike Pence get out and say, I, "I, I, don't have the, I didn't have the ability, and I didn't have the right uh, to challenge it." Here's what you need to know historically: uh, He did. John Adams did it in 1796. Thomas Jefferson did it in 1800. Richard Nixon did it in 1960. They used their authority during the counting ceremony to decide which certificate. You know what which certificate means? Yeah, which set of electors are they going to recognize? Which certificate? And that's happened before. Period. And they used it. And these former VPs that I just named throughout time have have done it, and they decided what it was. Now, in 1887, during the Electoral Count Act, this was decided. Now, you do understand we're talking about 2020, right? Of course you do, you're not slow, but the government wants you to forget, because here's what they want you to forget. Last year, yeah, it's not 2020 anymore, we're years past that. Last year, Congress did a clarification on that ruling and said that the VP actually does not have this authority. So you understand what they're saying? When you have Pence saying, I don't have the authority, that's something they decided in 2022 that put on the books. But in 2020, he absolutely had the authority. And that's one of the lies in this indictment. They're lying to you. They're lying to you in the indictment. I think it's page 32 trying to tell you that Pence could have never done it. Therefore, it was a coup and it was crap by Trump. But that was something they changed on the books in 2022 to perpetuate this. That's how far they're willing to go, folks. We're talking about lies, lawyers, and Trump derangement. Share this program, folks. I'm going to educate you on this one. Be right back right after this.
0: See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut Cut the the crap crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
1: Okay, folks, we're back. We're talking about lies, lawyers, and Trump derangement. And all of this stems around them charging, indicting Donald J. Trump again. Now, I just kind of recounted for you that John Adams in 1796, Thomas Jefferson in 1800, Richard Nixon in 1960, they actually used their authority during the counting ceremony to decide. They got to decide which certificate they were going to count in a disputed election. They got to decide. And so they decided how it was going to be done for which presidential office. Now, in this indictment, part of the lie in this indictment, is they're saying that the vice president doesn't have that authority to do it. Well, just so you know, while you were sleeping, back on about December 23rd of 22 oh yeah when you were on christmas holiday congress took historic action to update to update the electoral count act that's right did it right under your nose ready for this they prohibited state legislators from changing the law after Election Day to overrule their voters and the results of the population. That's, that's what they call the reform. See, they reformed it by changing it, and then in changing it, also said it could never be done again. They also limited uh, members of Congress from, ready for this, second-guessing a state's the state, Uh, certified results, meaning that when the governor says something, it's just the way it is. You can't second guess it. Do you follow what happened, folks? They did this all under radar, and this is what happens when you get a selected, not elected government. Everything is planned in advance. So exactly what they said couldn't be done, which they were now indicting Trump for, could be done by law, So as soon as they got into power, they changed the law and then added in the law, it could never be changed back. Can you say rat bastards? Of course you can say rat bastards. This is the way it is and this is what we're fighting. Here's Christina Bob on America's Voice.
4: They have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he believed the election was fair. And I don't think there's a person in this country who believes beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump thought this was a fair election. So they have it, quite an uphill battle, notwithstanding the advantages that they have from the venue.
0: Christina, last night on this program, I called this the greatest indictment to ever come down against President Trump, and and I call it mm-hmm. that for this reason: this is basically a disinformation indictment. I mean, it's all all you know. President Trump said this, did that. It's a First Amendment speech, mm-hmm. but Jack Smith raises voting irregularities in Michigan. He talks about what happened in Nevada. He raises the yep. issues in Georgia that, to me, have never still been proven false, any of these allegations. He talks about Detroit, Michigan. You can now go on the offensive. You can make a witness list and subpoena every single executive, every single secretary of state, every single election worker, every single person that signed an affidavit. You can now start hauling all of these people into court. You can now try to prove the case that the election actually was stolen. Thank you, Jack Smith.
4: Yeah, he finally gave us the venue that no other federal court was willing to give us and gave us national subpoena power, so thank you. Um, But also, just to add to your point, not only does he raise all of these different issues with the state, but he doesn't even limit it to President Trump's time in office between November 3rd and January 6th. He raises issues about the Arizona audit and the Michigan investigation from the Michigan Senate, which all came later in 2021 and beyond. He goes into a lot of the investigations that took place well after President Trump had left office, which means... The whole thing is open. And Grant, I know you've done a great job covering this on your show. There's a lot of information out there and a lot of investigations, particularly in Wisconsin and Georgia and Arizona and Pennsylvania, that have all come to light well after President Trump left office. And because he put that in the indictment, all of that becomes fair game now.
1: I told you to hold tight. Remember, come on, 48 hours ago, I told you hold tight. This is a gift. Don't fret. Don't freak out. President Trump knows what he's been handed and I told you this was a gift. Now here we are 48 hours later and the media's catching up saying you're right. Oh my God, this is a gift. Here's a few other things you need to know. In this indictment, Jackass Smith, that's the in, in, in prosecutor, he basically said, this is in his other indictment, said that Donald Trump tried to turn over, right, Try to turn over the election, and that he knowingly pushed out false claims. There was no evidence that elections could be rigged. None at all. Uh, And that CISA came out, Cyber Security Infrastructure uh, Security Agency, and said there was no evidence of any vote compromising. What they don't realize... (laughs) is the Department of Justice itself went after two Iranian hackers for successfully hacking into the state election computer, stealing voter data, and conducting a cyber intimidation campaign against Republican members of Congress, Trump campaign officials, and Democratic voters in the 2020 election. On the books absolutely all the way through the Department of Justice, right? (laughs) They themselves went through and found that there was interference, there was hacking, there was stealing, all this stuff. And at the same time, right, SISA was part of it with the Department of Justice's suit. Proving that there were compromises in 2020, but this prosecutor, Jack S. Smith, leaves that out. Now, you have to ask yourself, is this guy ethical if he leaves that stuff out? Because, see, this was adjudicated in a court of law. It was found. It was done. It was DOJ signed. I told you, this is all fluff and puff. It is a battle for your mind so they can crap in your cranium. It is election interference. I told you once again, and I'm going to repeat it. This is one of the greatest gifts. This is 2020 keeps on giving again. Because now the rules of engagement have changed. They're going to try to get people to flip. People flip when they think they're going to go to jail. That's why today I'm covering, well, Lies, lawyers, and you can clearly see there's a ton of Trump derangement behind this. But this is the deep state with an inept prosecutor. Most of his cases all get overturned, but he was the only rat bastard willing to do it. And you know what? You lay down with dogs with fleas, you get fleas. This is a good day, folks. Hang tight. A lot more coming up. Share this right now. I'll be right back
0: right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your Ph.D. in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daily on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back.
1: lawyers and Trump derangement that's a very long way of saying politicians yeah they're all involved in it so you've heard about the Trump new indictments we've kind of been going through it I kind of been unpacking it for you I've done uh, special narrations of the indictments you can find over at my locals now let's kind of dive into it a little deeper so you can see what's at play here's Alan Dershowitz on his own broadcast kind of unpacking for you an overview of this indictment. Here we go. So I've now read the indictment very,
3: very carefully and very thoroughly. It is one of the strangest documents I've ever read. And to to show you to demonstrate how open-ended and broad this indictment is. I'm only doing this to illustrate. I'm not going to say it's going to happen or it should happen. Just to illustrate. Under the terms of this indictment, Jack Smith, the prosecutor, could be indicted. Let me explain why. The core of the indictment is that Donald Trump lied to the public, that he lied, he just lied. But Jack Smith lied. In his indictment, he outlines the speech that Donald Trump made on January 6th. It's a very important part of the indictment, but he deliberately willfully and with malice, leaves out the key words. He doctors the speech. He leaves out the fact that Donald Trump said, I want you to protest peacefully and patriotically. Peacefully and patriotically. Those are the two words that bring him within the First Amendment. Now, you can argue about that. What you cannot argue about is that a decent prosecutor, an honest lawyer, doesn't leave those words out of the indictment. And that's what Jack Smith did. He left those words out of the indictment. A lie by omission under the law can be just as serious as a lie by commission. So under the theory, the absurd theory that lying is now criminalized, Jack Smith could be turned into a criminal. Let me give you another example. One of the indictments is the post-Civil War Ku Klux Klan statute that says, if two or more persons conspire, to injure or threaten, threaten, threaten the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured under the Constitution, they can be convicted. So let's take the following scenario. Let's assume that the Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court agrees with me and many, many other lawyers and says that everything Trump didn't said is protected by the First Amendment. Hasn't? Jack Smith then committed the crime of threatening the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured under the Constitution, the free speech right, by indicting Donald Trump for expressing his opinion, his views about whether the election was fair or not, views I disagree with, but my views don't matter, it's his views that matter, by expressing those views He was exercising his right under the First Amendment. If a court agrees with that, it follows that Jack Smith threatened his free exercise of his First Amendment right. Now, obviously, Jack Smith's not going to be indicted. I just make that point to illustrate how open-ended and dangerous uh, this indictment
1: uh, is. The interesting part about this, you don't have to like Alan Dershowitz. You do have to be able to understand truth. And he's one of the best at what he does. That's why he's Alan Dershowitz, and that's why he's Harvard. God, think about how many people don't like me. But truth is truth is truth is truth. Did you catch, did you catch, the fact that Jackass Smith, the prosecutor, can actually be charged for doing the same thing he says Donald Trump did? That's how upside down, misinformed, and just junk, right? Junk this is. Because even in his own indictment, Jack makes false claims. He even tells you there's no such thing, no such thing as election fraud there never was. When the DOJ even prosecuted for 2020, and brought charges against Syed Mohammed Hossein Munsa Kazimi. Yeah, Syed Mohammed Hossein Musa Kazemi and Sajjad Kashain, two Iranian hackers. That's how riddled this is with crap and junk. Now, the opportunity this happens, I told you this, what, 48 hours ago, my days run together this is going to open up the ability the ability to relitigate everything that they ignored in 2020 but first let me share with you a plan that's been dropped by the gop to get them off center here here's matt gates
0: can you imagine the conversation they had when they were like just get out of the white house
1: yeah, let's
5: hope that Joe Biden doesn't find his way onto a bicycle anywhere. The question isn't what Joe Biden's doing. We already have observed that. The real question is, what is what will House Republicans do? And, Carl, I want to discuss that. First, yeah. House Republicans should immediately demand that Jack Smith present himself for a transcribed interview before the Judiciary Committee in the next 15 days. If he does not do that, we should send a subpoena. If he ignores the subpoena, we should hold him in criminal contempt of the Congress so that he is the first prosecutor in American history to be prosecuting a case while himself under criminal contempt. And if Merrick Garland doesn't enforce that criminal contempt, then we ought to impeach Merrick Garland. And by the way, while we're doing all of that to showcase how political and indeed dirty this has all become, we can utilize congressional immunities to immunize President Mm -hmm. Trump. 18 U.S.C. 6002, subpart 3. Gives any committee or subcommittee of the Congress the ability to subpoena a witness, bring them in, and functionally immunize them. And if we are not going to stand up for Congress's equities when it comes to election interference, when it comes to misuse of the DOJ, this is all an effort to try to distract us from the very real crimes committed by Hunter and Joe Biden. It's not a coincidence that Joe Biden is going to the beach now, but it is especially not a coincidence that on the heels, OF THEIR FORMER BUSINESS PARTNER, DEVIN ARCHER, SAYING THAT JOE BIDEN WAS FUNCTIONALLY THE CLOSER, THE GUY THAT GAVE THE CREDIBILITY TO THE BIDEN BRAND FOR THEM TO ENGAGE IN INTERNATIONAL INFLUENCE PEDDLING, THAT JUST ON THE HEELS OF THAT, NOW THIS INDICTMENT READS LIKE A TORTURING OF FIRST AMENDMENT PROTECTED ACTIVITY. IF YOU DON'T LIKE THE WAY THEY RUN ELECTIONS, IF YOU WANT A BETTER WAY, IF YOU WANT TO OFFER A CONSTITUTIONALLY CONTEMPLATED OBJECTION, they wanna make a criminal of you. That's a dangerous thing for the country. And if the House Judiciary Committee and House Republicans won't stand up for mm-hmm. our republic, then what is the point of having us there anyway?
1: I know. Well, you know, There was recently some
5: commentary on CNN of all places, which is just the absolute worst. Um, <laughs> check out
1: what this one person said, comparing the indictment of President Trump to this. Take a look. I told him how proud I felt uh, to be an American at that moment. Uh, much in the way that I did uh, when I learned that uh, our military had killed Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden was a terrorist who committed a horrific act against American people uh, and against our republic, and I believe that Donald Trump is a terrorist who committed horrific acts against the American people. I wonder what he liked or hated the most about Trump, was
5: it the no wars, low gas prices, lower tax? What was it? Yeah, I mean, it's a sick comparison to suggest that sending planes through buildings to kill thousands of our fellow Americans, destroy our economy and send our, our military the great uh, consternation over the attack on the Pentagon, that that is somehow analogous to saying that we ought to have an objection and have people peacefully and patriotically PROTESTING, I MEAN, THERE WERE PEOPLE WHO HAD PERMITS OUTSIDE THE CAPITOL FOR A PEACEFUL uh, DEMONSTRATION LIKE WE SEE, FRANKLY, MANY DAYS AT THE CAPITOL. And THE mm-hmm. FACT THAT BARRIERS WERE TAKEN DOWN AND IT WAS A CONFUSING, RIOT-LIKE SITUATION IS OBVIOUSLY NOT SOMETHING TO CELEBRATE, BUT IT'S ALSO NOT SOMETHING THAT that puts any criminal culpability on president trump we don't need jack smith to tell us what happened on january 6th we watch president trump say that people should be peaceful and patriotic and have their voices heard and by the way not for nothing carl but no republican has been sworn in president of the united states absent some democrat objection to the electors since george herbert walker bush these people were objecting to george w's elections where Mm -hmm. was the criminal indictment for jim mcgovern when he objected or Sheila Jackson Lee or Jamie Raskin of course we would never do that to them because the Constitution contemplates a process by which we can have this debate no less than Mike Pence who by the way today appears to be quite interested in the subject yeah. even said that we need to have the debate and that's what we were preparing for yeah. Marjorie Taylor Green and myself my colleagues we were yeah. not there to try to foment some riot we were there to put on evidence have a debate, have a discussion, have a vote, and then very likely we knew Joe Biden was going to be the president of the United States. So they are taking First Amendment activity, and they're trying to make it criminal, and that should frighten
1: every American.
0: It should. You mentioned debate and Mike Pence, and they might not go in the same sentence because he hasn't
1: qualified. Congressman, we appreciate your time. So uh, that was a great interview, great kind of an idea. We'll see if Republicans stand up. How'd you like that uh, so-called police officer that was there January 6th? I think that acts... I, I, I think Donald Trump is a terrorist. I, I felt like I was at a family reunion, and this is one of our D.C. police. Uh, a little low on the IQ there. No wonder he'll go along with the plan and with the program. But as Christina Bob said, we have been given a gift in this. I want to let you know, I told you, my prediction is they're not going to push this. They're going to drag it out as far as they can because they don't want Donald J. Trump to have an opportunity to bring the actual evidence. See, remember, they're still living in a plan. Here's where their plan went wrong. You see, we have this unholy trinity between government, media, and academia, All of this was planned all the way long, And by the way, it started with Whitmer and Michigan and the phony kidnapping. This has all been an orchestrated plan from the very beginning. Every bit of this. This is not spontaneous in any way. Okay? They had years to plan it when, when Trump was in office and they're executing their plan. What their plan did not entail was... People would fight and get an opportunity to look at the ballots, to look at the information. And for the first time in history, investigators, forensic investigators, etc., were able to expose just how bad it is. See, they banked on being able to stonewall it the entire way. Then when the evidence started coming out, then their partners in crime, otherwise known as the GOP, the GOP had to take over and make sure that evidence didn't get out because it's a uniparty. But now they have done themselves a disservice because now they have paved the freaking jet runway for what's true to get out. Folks, my final comments coming up. You want to stick around for it. Hang tight. Be right back. always told you, you're not only watching history in the making, you are participating in history. The events we're going through right now will be talked about for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years going forward. That's how monumental this is, and it's a global battle, folks. It's uh, good uh, versus bad, evil versus uh, angels and demons and everything. You name it. It's not just political parties. This stuff is an absolute nightmare, and you're participating in it, and you have to decide, okay, what role are you going to take in it? Now, let's listen to one of President Trump's attorneys on this.
2: So what Mr. Trump did was exactly uh, constitutionally uh, pre- precise and, and, and in order. There was nothing illegal about that. And, and he was required to take steps as president of the United States to ensure that th- that election was held in a valid way. Um, all of that now is being criminalized. The one thing I will say, though, in 2020, the, Mr. Trump's campaign had a few weeks to gear up and present evidence, and it was very difficult. We now have the ability in this case to issue our own subpoenas, and we will relitigate every single issue in the 2020 election in the context of this litigation. It, 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 it gives President Trump an opportunity that he has never had before, which is to have subpoena power since January sixth in a way that can be exercised in federal court. What you're talking about, the states, the states
5: did that. Each individual state certified the elections. They were signed by the governors, many of them Republican governors, um, and many of them Republican secretaries of state uh, that signed off and certified those election results before they came to Washington D.C.
2: and we had what was January sixth. So what you're talking about was done. It was certified. No, no. I'm I'm sorry, but but you're missing what what Professor Eastman's. was Professor Eastman said that the state legislatures had not opined and weighed in on the changes that had been done in those various states. And what they've really done is invited now a relitigation of 2020, but this time in a criminal court, which is unprecedented. No sitting president has ever been criminally charged for his views, for taking a position. And by the way, is there any doubt there's two systems of justice in the United States? Was Hillary Clinton prosecuted for the Russian hoax? Were those individuals who said don't worry about the biden uh the the biden laptop because it's just russian disinformation are they being prosecuted no only one person in america is being prosecuted for his political beliefs and that should send a chill a warning to every single american who one day wants to get up and say This is what I believe in. I disagree with the Biden administration, but these are the beliefs I have because every person who does that now is subject to a potential criminal case.
1: So that was John Lauro. He's uh, one of President Trump's attorneys. You're hearing him do an interview with Brett Baer on Fox. Uh, It's sad, you know, that Brett obviously does not like Trump to to be, to actually, I mean, you know the difference. I've showed you the actual numbers of the ballots being processed in Arizona that not only did the county certify the election when the counting wasn't done, and then Katie Hobbs, at the time, Secretary of State, right, and uh, Ducey, the governor, certified it when there were still ballots that only got run into the machines later. But this is where you have to understand, even political commentators have their own opinions, and they're going to express it. And Brett Baer is expressing kind of an indignant thing as well. Didn't the states do this? And see, that's the deal. The states didn't do it. See, all of this goes back to the state. I've told you this. I've told you this. The government wants to focus on, well, the federal part of it, the federal part of it, and the federal part of it. And they (laughs) literally have this, saying of a predetermined outcome they're playing words with it i i shared that with you in my narration over on my locals it's a word game but see the states ultimately decided and the states themselves did not allow due process to be able to debate was this real did it happen are these numbers right it was all planned to rush through really quick Allow a lot of these Secretary of States just to ignore stuff. Just push it through really fast, and then it'll be done. And say it's certified. We'll get it here, and it's certified. We'll fight it out later. That was the plan. Just certify it real quick. Don't let anybody look at anything. Push it through. Let's get it to the Electoral College and just do it. That was the plan. But in their plan, they didn't count on, well, just how much Donald J. Trump would fight, and they didn't count on you. See, you're always the stick in the mud. But see, maybe now you're realizing you're the hero you've been waiting for. You're the warrior you've been waiting for. You're the cure to this mess. And when all of you stood up and started doing stuff and started pushing and you got things like the audit in Arizona done and you pushed for it and you got it, everybody started to learn. And it just set off a tidal wave, right? A tidal wave. We're now talking about that was filled out by a machine, not a human. That has no fold. It wasn't mailed. Right? Look at all this missing. We have upgraded our knowledge base so much that they can't put it back in the can. And the problem was what they certified in 2020 was illegally certified. That's the bottom line. And so in this, and you have to understand, now that it's a criminal case... Donald J. Trump and team have the ability to subpoena and force all of these rat bastards that denied it, all of these people that said it was the most safe and secure election ever, all of these people that wouldn't let things be looked at, and they get to bring in the evidence. That's why this is a gift. It's a painful gift. I told you it was going to get far more painful. I told you that. That's the way it is. But we're in a good position, even though they're going to beat the hell out of Donald J. Trump, and they're going to beat the hell out of every one of us. That's the plan. They hope they beat you down to give up, and they're still going to do it. I'm telling you, you're going to hear nasty stuff, nasty crap. I wouldn't even doubt a false flag. They've got to break your spirit. Because they do not want in any way, now that your eyes are open, for you to reach out collectively and tell every one of these rat bastards to cut the crap.
0: Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut Cut the the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system